Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. So continuing this discussion of cities and uniqueness and revitalization, I want to note a bit of urban revitalization in my own neighborhood. My three-year-old son and I had the lovely experience over the weekend of being mobbed at our local grocery store, a place called Fairway, a huge store, but everybody knows us. Is it busy in here? Hello there. Welcome back. Thank you. How have you guys been? Been good. All right. The Fairway Market opened for the first time over the weekend. It was devastated by Hurricane Sandy, and its reopening brought some very visual signs of revitalization. Cars and traffic and people were everywhere in the Brooklyn waterside neighborhood of Red Hook. All that over the weekend, and it was very, very audible, this revitalization, in the voices of customers, in every beep of the cash register scanner. Signs all over the neighborhood say Red Hook is back, but the reopening of one store can't heal all the scars of devastation in any community. And joining us now is Wendell Pierce. He's someone who knows. He's best known for his role as Bunk in the HBO series The Wire. He plays a struggling trombonist in the series Treme. Wendell Pierce, welcome. Uh, Thank you, John. So I gather you personally understand the importance of grocery stores in a rebuilding community, right? Absolutely. The experience that you and uh, your son had with uh, Fairway is exactly the same um, experience that I want for the community when we uh, open the doors and uh, just a few days of Sterling Farms. Uh, it is the heart and soul of a community when you have access to uh, fresh foods, and um, it is the sustenance of life and uh, and the heartbeat of a community. And Wendell Pierce is speaking to us from the studios of WWNO in New Orleans, where uh, we've already been discussing the rebuilding efforts in that city. Um, what specifically are you proposing doing, and what neighborhoods is it going to benefit? Well, uh, Sterling Farms is a, a chain of grocery stores that is dedicated to eradicating food deserts. There are so many communities that um, are underserved, where people have to go uh, 30 minutes or so uh, and, and make a, a huge effort to just get access to a decent grocery store. And I saw that happening all over New Orleans uh, after Katrina, and here we are seven and a half years later. Um, and not three months later, like you are in Brooklyn. Uh, and there's still areas like the Lower Ninth Ward, uh, New Orleans East, uh, that still don't have uh, access to a, a decent grocery store. Uh, the problem was there before Katrina also. Um, and I saw the need, and I think that um, the, the, the call to action that the First Lady and her initiative in 2011 inspired uh, me and my partners to get together and open Sterling Farms. Uh, we are opening in the community of Marrero, uh, here in the uh, metro New Orleans area. Um, you know, our grand opening is going to be on the 26th of March, and uh, we're, we're very excited. And it's something as simple as uh, telling people we know that there is a need here, and we're willing to come here and step off the sidelines, unlike other parts of American industry, and serve this community. And um, they have demonstrated their dedication to uh, different American businesses and products by making the effort to get to their stores. And it's only right that American Mm -hmm. industry should uh, return to those communities. But yet they sit on the sidelines and uh, uh, they're risk adverse. And I'm just saying that uh, for me and looking at those communities, looking at those communities that look like mine and realize it's no longer um, acceptable to stand on the sidelines. And so 
If not now, when? If not me, who? So Sterling Farms was born, and we're looking forward to uh, serving. Well, we wish you the best of luck with that project, of course. And, you know, one of the things that's really fascinating about speaking to you is that, you know, your entertainment career follows this trajectory in a sense that the the downside of American cities and communities, the sort of ugly, violent underbelly is often the mythology in the entertainment world. But it's these rebuilding and revitalization stories. And to a certain extent, Treme goes against the grain here. Uh, It's those revitalization stories that are harder to tell in American entertainment. Yeah, well, what happens is we we understand the entertainment part, which is always a residual of art. You're always entertained by art or or good art, but the real role of art is to to examine uh, the condition of society as a whole. You know, what thoughts are to the individual, this is my mantra, what thoughts are to the individual, art is for the community as a whole. This is the forum where we reflect on who we are, our strengths, our weaknesses, and where we're going. And what Treme was trying to do is make a cultural document of what happened to this community um, after a, a disaster and also reflect the humanity in the community, which is the very heart of our strength uh, in, in any society of the people that make that community up and understand, tapping into the culture of the the humanity of the people. And the intersection of life itself and that humanity is what culture is. And that's what the role of art is, is to be that cultural document of saying, this is what we stand for. This is what we need to change. This is what we should celebrate. This is how we will get over this present moment. And that's what I am uh, proudest of as an artist, that Mm. to have an impact like that, uh, to make people reflect on who they are and their situation as a whole, collectively we can then make strides and move forward. Uh, before before we go, life for me. Yeah, well, take take that uh, a little a step further because how do you, how in New Orleans do you integrate this creative class, this artistic element? And New New Orleans is is unique on, on many levels without mm-hmm. developing a kind of creative class ghetto of gentrified artists working away in studios and not interacting with the community? Well, first of all, so much of our culture is grassroots. I mean, yesterday, just yesterday, I was at a second line, and uh, a second line is something that is uh, uh, it's sponsored by a social aid and pleasure club. We understand the pleasure part, you know, a good parade, a good party. Um, but the social aid is the part that a lot of people don't understand the history of, which is during segregation for so many black communities not having access to to uh, uh, to insurance or burial plots or hospitalization. Uh, they pooled their money in these social aid and pleasure clubs where it was a social network. It was the beginnings of, you know, uh, uh, what uh, was called the Tantu is actually a continuation of the Tantu from Africa where you pool your money in difficult times. Your mother takes sick, the group gives and helps that family. Your father dies, we're going to send him off nice. And that's what you see as the residual, the second line parade. But really, it is the community coming together for uh, uh, self-sustaining, a self-sustaining action of we will not fail you and we will be there unified for each other in difficult times. Lessons from New Orleans, which has tremendous artistic and creative resources to fuel this engine of revitalization. So challenging in uh, uh, that community, New Orleans. Wendell Pierce, thanks so much. Thank you, John. Wendell Pierce, actor known for his role as Bunk in the HBO series The Wire, of course. He's a struggling trombonist in Treme, that series. Talking about New Orleans, history, culture, challenges, uniqueness. 
Give your city the credit it deserves by calling us at 877-8MY-TAKE or write to facebook.com slash the takeaway. What's unique about your part of the world? This is The Takeaway. Stay with us.